Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, 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 happy Sunday, my friends. Yeah, weekend's nearly over. Hurrah! Not really. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Uh, don't forget, I'm back on drive all this week, 4pm, of course, alongside the sneaker freak, Darren Bent. Guests include in the studio, West Ham assistant manager, Kevin Nolan, and pop superstar, Ollie Murs, will be with us as well. So... The big names continue on drive. Now, we begin today's poddy with Euro qualifying action, as Wales's hopes of qualifying for Euro 2024 automatically suffered a potential devastating blow, as they could only draw with Armenia. Here's how the game sounded on TalkSport. And eventually it's delivered in towards the near post and it's flicked high into the air. Danny Ward comes and then retreats. Not it clear by Roden initially. Zalarian will fire the shot in right footed. And it's into the back of the net. And Armenia have the lead. And it's Zalarian who scored twice in Cardiff who hammers the ball in from the edge of the penalty area. And it's the worst possible start for Wales in a game they must win. They're a goal down with five minutes played. High ball into the penalty area. And it's nodded in by Joe Roden. And Wales are level on the stroke of half-time. Joe Roden with his first international goal. In his 41st appearance, Connor Roberts hurled it in. And Joe Roden rose at the near post to head in an absolutely crucial goal for Wales. It's 1-1 in first half at its time. It's all over. It is finished 1-1 in Yerevan. Armenia are out. And Wales' hopes are now hanging by a very slender thread to avoid the playoffs. Both sets of players are bitterly disappointed. Armenia the better side overall. They deserve to win. Wales' performance lacked urgency and quality. And at the moment, the European Championships seem a long, long way away. Not good enough. Not good enough at all. It's finished Armenia 1, Wales 1. For me, right, I played with Robert Page, so I'm not here to, to, to slaughter him, but I'm here to give my opinion on what I've just seen. To take off Harry Wilson, who scored two against Croatia, and David Brooks, our two most creative players, when you bring the two wide players on and leave Jordan James and Ampadu on the pitch, two defensive midfield players who can't create anything, they're just destroyers, I find that 
amazing. You've got Kiefer Moore on the pitch. He's got three centre-backs marking him first half. Then they change to a back four. He's got two marking him. If you put someone up alongside him, all them little flicks and nudges, he's got Dan James to his left, Brennan Johnson to his right. He's then got Broadhead next to him at the side. Then you have a running midfield player who, who's got a, an instinct for goals, which is Brooks or Harry Wilson, and leave one defensive midfield player. Push your full-backs in, and it's all out attack. You know, you, you either... You either lose it or you win it. But that sometimes you have to just throw that at it and we didn't do it. We still had nine men behind the ball in the last five minutes. Following the game, we heard from the Wales gaffer, Robert Bobby Page. Yeah, unfortunately, it's now out of, out of our control, isn't it? With the win there tonight, we would have been all buzzing, looking forward to uh, to the game on Tuesday. And, and the win would see us qualify. It's, it's not materialised as we would have liked. But that's life. We have to... We have to, you know, get on with it. And uh, and like I said, it's about building momentum now. And if it's a playoff in March, it's a playoff in March. If the results go for us, then we've still got an opportunity to qualify. But for us now, we can only control what we can do. It's getting these players in the right frame of mind, physically, mentally, ready to go again on Tuesday and give another performance. Yeah, there was even more live sport yesterday as TalkSport 2 brought you commentary of the Women's Super League as Chelsea battered Liverpool at Stamford Bridge. Here's how that one sounded. Edge of the penalty area, taking on the defender, James left footed, finds the bottom corner, Chelsea clinical on the counter-attack and it's Lauren James who scored it. Now Liverpool are on the break themselves, Van der Sanden's got the pace bursting into the box, the angle is tight, will she cross, she does and it's been turned in at the near post and Liverpool are level straight away. James level with the edge of the 18-yard box, left-footed cross, high to the far post, headed in by the arriving Aggie Beaver-Jones. She scores again for Chelsea. Four in four for the youngster, and Chelsea back in front. Kerr for Chelsea, controls the ball neatly edge of the penalty area, nudges it wide to the left, and James. James takes it in a stride and finds the corner again. What a brilliant goal from Lauren James. Now Rising Canarid for Chelsea, lead 3-1, reaches the dead ball line, got the pace to beat Hines, jinx inside Hines, Rising Canarid lays it square, and it's thumped into the net, and James celebrates. She has a hat-trick, and Chelsea have scored four. Lauren James has scored a hat-trick for Chelsea today, she's put Rising Canarid clear, in on goal, and she's laid it square, and it's tapped in at the back post. Chelsea now have five. Chelsea five, Liverpool one, and it's a rout. After the game, Joe Shannon, go out with the Blues boss, Emma Hayes. Emma, well done today. Um, some of your team's attacking play must have been a joy to watch. Well, I'm the attacking coach, so of course I'm happy because we're, I think, carrying out the patterns we work on and our methodology, our training methodology and everything we do day in, day out, I think it's really starting to show and... Real credit to the whole group after a tough week. I thought we were tremendous. So clinical. Everybody had hunger. Yeah. Starting 11 or subs coming on. And what about Lauren James with that hat trick? Yeah, I mean, brilliant. She's someone who we know at her very best. And that was today, her very best. The work rate she did for the team out of possession was unbelievable. The number of pressing opportunities she won, the number of situations that she you know, sacrificed herself to regain the ball for the team. We need to talk about the work she did off of the ball um, because it was exceptional. But on it, 
simply unstoppable unstoppable today. Some of the quality of the finishes, I mean, it, it, it's hard to really say which goal was the best. Maybe there's no point in going into that, but the quality of the finishing was outstanding throughout. I'm more interested in what she was doing out of possession for the team, and I thought that was fantastic from her today, and I'll focus on that. And she does those things well, the rest of it take care of himself. Another goal for Aggie Beaver-Jones. That must be a special one for her at Stamford Bridge. Superb in the air and a great goal threat. I knew the minute it left Lauren's boot, there was only going to be one outcome. Um, she's deserving the opportunity. Again, young players still have things to learn and grow and I know she's open to those things and really good goal. And you look like you really enjoyed the second half and the scenes at the end. And I'm not going to get into the, the US stuff, but just in terms of Stamford Bridge, it'll be hard not to miss days like this, I guess. I'm not thinking about that. I think about today and what we've put into today. And I'm just proud of my team. I, I, you know, I love them. That's like not even worth mentioning, but I love them when they play like this. And the fact that everything feels seamless with the changes, real credit to the players and... They're taking on board everything we ask. To boxing now. And Denzel Bentley lost his British middleweight title against Nathan Heaney at the Manchester Arena live on TalkSport last night. Here's how that one unfolded. I'm looking around this crowd, John, and there are people jumping up and down. This was always a dream for Nathan Heaney. 22 seconds left on the clock. Bentley goes for it, he rolls the dice. There are going to be tears of joy here tonight if this goes Nathan Heaney's way. We're into now the last 10 seconds. Can Bentley find something now? Heaney holds his arm up, taunts him, waves to the crowd. That's as much as to say, you've seen it, you believe, and what's more, I've done it. And the reaction of the crowd is just extraordinary. Fantastic performance from Nathan Healy, who is now chaired around the ring by his coach, Steve Woodbine. We have seen something very special here tonight, and you have heard something which was totally unexpected, apart from the real die-hard fans of this man. If you're listening in Stoke, you'll say, rubbish, we always knew. I don't think the rest of the country did. Tonight, he was just outstanding. And now both British and WBA Continental middleweight champion, Nathan Hitman Heaney! He did it! He did it! Nathan Heaney is the middleweight British Champion! Time for a bit of kickoff with the fun boy Jason Cundy and Darren Ambrose. Rob Draper, uh, chief football writer for the Mail on Sunday, joins us. Now, what did Everton do wrong that they deserved 10 points and why 10 points deduction? Essentially, they've overspent, haven't they, on the rules. You're allowed to get to £105 million losses and they, they got to £124 million. But I think the issue was that the Premier League were in, in, clearly, if you read the full reading, the Premier League were in conversations with them over two and a half years, even to the point of saying when they were signing players in transfer windows, uh, you do realise that this is going to put you in risk of your um, profit and sustainability regulations. 
and Everton went ahead and, and kept signing players. Everton thought they had a get-out, and that they, they thought they could argue, well, COVID came along, and we would have sold player X for £80 million. I mean, Richarlison was one of the players' names. We would have sold him for £80 million, and we had to sell him for £60 million. And they also made exemptions, for example, there's a levy every time you do a transfer that goes towards youth football. That, that happens with any transfer. And, and they said, oh, well, we can write those things off. But, of course... Every other club was having to deal with COVID. Every other club was paying this levy and wasn't writing it off. So it always seemed a little bit um, unlikely that, that those things would wash. I think Everton knew they were heading for financial rocks. The Premier League kept trying to warn them. And so eventually, obviously, when the rubber hit the road and the Premier League charged, that there wasn't a lot of mitigation. There wasn't a lot of Premier League saying, well, yeah, OK, it's, it's, it's just £20 million. It's like, well, no, you broke the rules and you got a material advantage against the other teams. The teams that went down, you were able to sign good players, which might have been worth two or three points, which might have saved you from going right. down. What will the ramifications be of this in terms of, we, we've seen Leicester, Burnley, Leeds all looking to potentially sue um, for uh, large sums of money. Is this likely to happen? And they're talking maybe another points deduction for Everton if, if being placed in administration after that? Yeah, well, it will almost certainly happen because it, the, the, I, I think almost the most significant ruling yesterday was the, the Premier League Commission said that those clubs now have 28 days to lodge their compensation claims and why would they not? What does this mean for clubs such as Manchester City and, and Chelsea and, and, and I say those two because they have their charges against them will they start getting concerns now? Absolutely, Man City have charges, Ch- Chelsea have admitted some liabilities which they've cleared up but clearly this week we saw didn't we some accusations seemingly backed up documents in the Guardian newspaper. Yeah, I, I think there will be shudders through Manchester City um, because if you think they have 115 charges over nine years, these this is a few charges over a couple of years. And uh, the Premier League do acknowledge, whilst not being frank, as we said, that Everton did cooperate. Manchester City are charged with not cooperating and not giving the right information. I mean, if this is the metric, if it's 10 points for what Everton did, I mean, Manchester City's offence is going to lead to relegation. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. To the game day breakfast show now, an ex-Chelsea and Ireland striker Tony Cascarino and Natalie Sawyer gave their thoughts on the weekend's sports headlines. There was barely anyone left uh, in Wembley Stadium and the children who've been brought to this game is a special treat. I feel for you. Those who paid good money to be in Wembley tonight, you deserve better. Those who took a day off or may have to be up early after getting home late tonight, you have my sympathy. If you came here to see some of England's best players perform, they simply did not. Gareth will get judged with things that go wrong. And if it ends up costing them the tournament and some of his decisions that he makes during that tournament, um, enough people think he's... I mean, Simon Simon Jordan goes on, doesn't he? He doesn't think Gareth's capable of winning the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, And I get that point of view. But I still wouldn't say that there are people that have won things who haven't initially won, but they've lo- they've learned a hell of enough along the way to then find that ingredient. Emi Jackie won 98 World Cup from a team that no one playing at home... No one in France thought he could win it. Everyone was, no way can this guy win. The way he, his demeanour, the way he acted, some of the results they had, they ended up running riot in a World Cup. They won the 98 World Cup as easy as any team I can remember. And yes, they, they turned the game around in the semi-final against Croatia after being 1-0 down. But he found a way as a manager from, you know, from, from nowhere, from obscurity. He took, ended up winning the, the World Cup final 3-0. Jurgen Klopp got the Liverpool job, OK? He didn't win. He initially got to finals, lost finals, ended up winning things. You know, you can find that success. And England are very, very close to winning something. I've, I've said that to you for ages. In the last few moments, it's our understanding here at TalkSport, and it's now being confirmed, Everton have been given a 10-point penalty after the Independent Commission hearing on alleged breaches of uh, Premier League profit and sustainability rules. The punishment applies... Immediately, For me, one of the great things that will come out of this, and Everton fans don't, you know, take this personally, but this thing is a good thing for football where Everton have been run with huge negligence. And forget the new stadium. Forget about, you know, the women's team being priced in or the pandemic. The negligence come from ridiculous transfer policy that has got them into trouble. And he's been turned in from point-blank range! And he's that man, Ivan Tony again! See, there has been a lot of speculation about him and then being linked to a number of clubs. I couldn't see the move happening from a Brentford angle because I kept thinking, well, the African Cup of Nations are coming up. Mm. We're already losing a two or three players. Forward line-wise, Wisa and Mbomo as well. Mm. How could a club then des- then make the decision to sell the ones... Well, I know we've got Neil Mopay as well, but one of our other forward options when we'd be struggling as it is. So mm. I couldn't see it in my mind that we would sell Ivan Tony in January. That being said, money talks and, and Brentford are a selling team. So, uh, you know, it, it could have happened, I suppose. But it's, it's a, great news. Yeah. Brentford. And, look, and it's also Brentford protecting their assets because we've, we've done that with David Rea, for example. Yes, he's gone out on loan. We don't expect him to return to Brentford in any way. We expect Arsenal will sign him. But we've also extended his deals to protect us in yeah. the, on that basis.
Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. There will, of course, be another one. These Andy Austin TalkSport daily podcasts out first in the morning. So do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.